This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Previously on Homestale Radio. You know another team that hunts in packs, girls? Go on. Go on. Wolves. 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 Yeah. Oh. I got you. <laughs> Nick, you got some stuff in the chat room. Nick? <laughs> Nick! <laughs> Nick, take it off a mute. Nick. Mute? Me? No. Um. <laughs> For all our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. And if you need to have room, Hello and welcome to a Homestale Radio Special. I think it should be an Homestale Radio Special. I haven't really got time to think about this. Tonight we're on air to talk about two major returns to the club. That's Neil Warnock as manager and the re-signing of Wilfred Zaha. We do really want to hear from you uh, today. If you can tweet us to at HOLradio, you can send a message via holradio.net forward slash contact. Maybe you've got that. Uh, there's the chat room, which is holradio.net forward slash chat. Or you can give us a call during the show on 0208 1234 And I'll be repeating that number later in the show as we take your calls on each subject. We'll split it between Neil Warnock and Wilf and then perhaps have a chat about the combined effect of both in what's been a topsy-turvy week for Palace. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back with a chat. Homestale Radio, on your computer, on your tablet, on your mobile, in your car. www.holradio.net And as if by magic, we're back. Um, <coughs> with me today are Mr. Joe Holyoke. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello. Uh, we've got Nick Gillard. Hello. Right, it's, it is Gillard, isn't it? Not Gillard. Never yeah. asked. Yeah, they're right. Good stuff. Get best we establish this now rather than three and a half years ago. Um, and we've also got Ben Nagel. Hi, Ben. Hello. Hello. Um, so, Ben, you know, you're now, you're now working for Sports Mail. You're kind of almost the enemy, aren't you? I don't know about enemy. Uh, it's only day one, so I'm sort of I'm infiltrating. Any lizard people yet? No lizard people, no. Just uh, lots of articles about football. 
All right, just keep us posted on the lizard people if you could. All right, we'll do. Appreciate it. Okay, the first uh, port of call for us today is to talk about the appointment of Neil Warnock. Now, um, feeling I don't know. I don't know if it's smug's the right word because uh, I mentioned Neil Warnock about you know two two weeks ago on the show, and in a bit more detail last week about why I thought he would be a, a good appointment. And I never have to say I never really expected it to happen because um, so I'm not I thought, playing your own trumpet then. No, I wouldn't wouldn't do that. Um, wouldn't I also that think you would have been a bit more sort of gloating if you'd put money on it at about fifty to one. Yeah, I, I, he, when I said it, he was sixty six to one. Um, <laughs> but I put my money on Alan Pardew for some oh, reason. Good. good. Oh, you joking? It wasn't really a good idea, was it? <laughs> I never learn. I never win. My, anyway, it's not. It's not. It's not the point. That's not what we're here for. No, it isn't. No. Um, so, really, let, let's. I want to talk about the sort of the reasons why we've appointed Neil Warnock, which which were given by the club and what we think. But I also want to look at the arguments that people are putting against it. You know, what what are their what are their issues? Are there personal issues about the fact they just simply don't like Neil Warnock, or is it all about when he left before? Or do they think perhaps he's just you know not not fit to be a Premier League manager this day and age or something like that? I've seen various different arguments along those lines. Um, what are what the you know the arguments against those points? That's what we want to talk about as well. Um, and yeah, we'll cover a little few little things as well, like backroom staff rumours, transfer rumours, that sort of stuff. And obviously, the fantastic news today that that, that almost <laughs> overshadowed the appointment of a new manager. I guess it probably has really uh, was the, the appointment the, the re-signing of Wilf. So we'll be covering that in a lot of detail as well. Um, but if I can start with you, gents, um, the the question of why for Neil Warnock was answered as as he was someone who pretty much what we were saying the other week was could come in and, and take over from Tony Pulis and, and effectively do the same type of job with the same type of players and the same type of tactics and really bring the group together and give them a clear leader. Um, is that is that what he does definitely bring, Ben? Yeah, I think so. He's definitely in the same sort of old school style. I, I hate the term old school, but I've just used it. But that is essentially what he is. I mean, he's been in the game a long time, as has Tony Pulis. And they sort of, rather than appointing someone like Tim Sherwood, who hasn't been in it very long, you get a lot of experience from someone like Neil Warnock. Not, I don't think, as much Premier League experience as Steve Parrish would have hoped for. And that sort of goes with the list that, that he had before. And, you know, the fact that Neil Warnock wasn't at the top of it when we were first looking for a manager. And I think that sort of goes against, you know, Neil Warnock a little bit. But I think to be honest, it's it's a I'm sort of fighting a battle with myself in my head. Sometimes I think it's a good appointment, sometimes I think it's not. So I'm sort of gonna fight both corners this evening. But um right now currently I'm thinking it's it's not a bad appointment um because he will sort of get the players in shape and he's somebody that, mm. that isn't gonna take any any rubbish from anybody and, and will sort of, you know, bring bring everybody together as a group. Yeah, I've noticed a, f- a few people similar to yourself kind of um, almost approach it with a with a bit of negativity at first and just slowly coming around to the idea and then they've had a chance to almost take the emotion out of it and just try and think it through logically. But you have to say, if you look at the, w- the way other clubs have reacted towards the news, they're, um, you know, they're almost mocking us, really. But I suppose that comes from not, perhaps not knowing the situation at the club as well as we all do. Um, Joe, what, what was your reaction to the appointment of Warnock? Surprised. Um, yesterday I was disappointed. I've had time to sleep on it. Um, I, I think it just can be good for the club, I suppose. You know, not not suppose, but it can be good for the club. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah. Stability. He brings stability, doesn't he? And that's what we need. 
Yeah, obviously we'll come to the the potential negatives. Like you said, you're a bit annoyed yesterday. We'll talk about sort of why that was for you and and why a lot of people have said it. But just get your initial reaction as well, Nick. When you when you heard the news, what was your thoughts? And obviously you've got some chat room stuff to tell us as well. Yeah, um, I'll go to the chat room first. Otherwise, I'll forget about it. Um, Shamak, my bitch up. What a great name uh, has said about the stability that we need for the next season or so. Uh, Robert CPFC in wholeradio.net/chat said he was surprised and thought it would be Steve Clark, uh, but the more he thinks about it, the better it could be for us. Um, I'm thinking, isn't it great? We've he's he's going to be able to finish the job that he started with us because when he left. We were on the rise, I think, and it wasn't until we got got the 10 points deduction for the administration. I was convinced we were going to go up that season, absolutely convinced, because we were playing quite well. And I, I know we're going to talk about the negativity in a bit with him leaving and didn't have the stomach for the mm. fight. And there's been lots, you know, was that true? Was it, you know, was it a load of BS? And actually, I don't think it was true, because if he didn't have his stomach for the tr- fight, why did he go to QPR? Yeah, well, that's that's a fair point. I mean, well, we know Cash. One, one of the reasons we're to keep arms, exactly what Joe said, is not just not just Cash, although, you know, you could speculate he would have gone whatever the situation. But specifically, I think at the time, I think it's fairly widely known that, that he'd been told his position at Palace was under review by the administrator. Um, so I think when you're in that situation and then you get a job offer, uh, I don't think you can really begrudge someone for leaving, but there were things that happened after that, which, which we'll talk about, well, momentarily. Um, if you do want to get in touch, we are just about to talk about the, the negativity, the why wouldn't you appoint Neil Warnock, all those different arguments. So if there's someone there who's still really angry about it, and there were people who threatened to give in their season tickets, which you know, I've got my own view on that, really, which uh, which I'll leave for the moment. But there are people who are genuinely furious about it. And if you're someone who wants to share why you are and, and talk about it, you can give us a call. It's 0208 1234098. Or obviously get in touch, wholeradio.net forward slash contact or at HOL Radio on Twitter. <clears throat> Which in the, uh, cool. Sorry, in the chat room, King B said he wasn't expecting Warnock and it wasn't his first choice. And like Jelly said, as time's gone by, he's glad that he's back. And it, he thinks that might be to do with the fact that Will's come back the day after as well. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm glad. Hmm. I wasn't no, no. no, no, no. I wasn't saying I'm glad. I'm just, I'm just saying it gives the, it obviously offers the club stability, but it just shows that it shows obviously that there's. Well, I don't know if it shows that there's not loads of choice out there. Well, it's a t- uh, two-year deal, Joe. What did you make of that? Were you surprised that it was two years and not the one? I don't know. I mean, I, the, the interview that I heard on on uh, Five Live at six o'clock this morning was Steve Parrish saying that he just wanted stability for the club and. And wanted Warnock to to uh, set the club up for his for for, for his uh, successor. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. And he, you know, he obviously has made that that pretty clear. I mean, after that, I was, I was pretty surprised. And um, you know, I don't know. Let's talk about the negative negatives. I don't want to leave it any longer. Um, so the the first argument, he walked out on a club. He left us in the lurch during administration. Uh, I don't want to. I won't go for all of us to talk about it. But Nick, yourself, um, does that argument carry any weight for you? It it does a bit. It's, it's the same when Tony Pulis was was taken on. Nobody wanted him really, did they? Mm. Uh, and look what he did. And Neil Warnock's definite marmite, isn't he? And I've read on the, the BBS, people are giving him their season tickets. 
Yeah, I was saying, yeah. It, it, I don't what's, think... What's the well, they really, they really have. Yeah, but who really the have? What yeah. have they, so, so, they've, so they've got the money back. The club have given them a cheque today. No, I don't think that's happened. I, I think, think they've sold them. They've, over, they've oversold them or they... The, I think one of, one someone described it as having the season ticket missold because he was expecting Tony Pulis to be the manager all season. <laughs> if, you, if you think like that, then what the hell is wrong with you? Seriously, you could not like a manager, but how is it misselling a season ticket because the, the manager changes? The good thing is that for, for, for years and years we've had a, a hardcore or a, or a fan base of roughly 15,000. And this year we've got... 21,000 or whatever so we've obviously got a few plastics along the way hopefully mm. there are a few plastics and they've gone, well, we don't the want weird, them in a club the, anyway the weird thing is, uh, these, these seem to be from people who have been, you know fans for years, I don't know about how long they've had their season tickets but they seem to be, you know, should we say experienced fans, maybe there's people who have just come back because we're in the Premier League, I don't know but it's not like they've, you know, got two posts on the BBS and they've only just shown up sort of thing, they're they seem to be people who've been around a long time. And for me, it's a lot of personal dislike as well. There's no real logic to their decision. But seriously, I, I said in a conversation the other day, it's like, it's like you're, you're, you're buying a brand new TV. You're watching TV and all of a sudden you think, oh, Neighbours is rubbish recently. I'm taking this, <laughs> I'm taking this TV back. I mean, it, that's how I see it. And I know it's not, it's not a direct comparison because you could... Well, anyway, but go on, Nick, you want to speak? <laughs> Yeah, just back to the chat room, wholeradio.net slash chat. We've got Kells Bells. Hello, Kells, all the way from Cornwall. Peeping, people giving up their season tickets are ridiculous. Left that word there. If we don't like the decision, it's tough. I didn't want Holloway or Pulis at first, but I still went. Uh, King B says, for anyone to give their season tickets is bloody lunatic. What happened to keep the faith? Uh, Susmic uh, says, selling season tickets must be stupid or brainless. And Robert CPFC says he can't imagine why anybody would want to give a season ticket back because they don't like the manager. No, it's, it is genuinely quite insane, to be honest with you, in, in my view. Um, I'm not too sure. What, I'm not too sure what I sort of think about those sort of people, but I, I'm not one to say that you can't, you know, you can't be supporting the club but it, that's what it is it's about support isn't it it's not about you support the club you don't support a specific manager as such it, having it, said that if the Canio was appointed i wouldn't go again well yeah i mean that's possibly a political thing isn't it but this is nothing to yeah. do with politics is it it's just this is to do with people who who don't like neil warnock for a personal reason and they're they're entitled to do that no one's saying they're not entitled to do it but don't expect so, any people to understand really so would you have done the same, Nick, if you'd have if if we'd have actually taken on Malky Mackay, and then the Daily Mail released those te- released the texts? Because that's what they did. That's what they well, could have really had. Would you would you have done that? Would you still would have, have not gone? I would hope. Gone? I would hope that the board would have got got shot anyway. Um, I don't what, know. Sack, I probably would have gone. Sacked him the day after. Yeah. I would have thought they would have done. Um, just on giving season tickets back, uh, yeah. a quick game in the, in the uh, chat room says he's going to give his back because he's realised that he has to sit next to Alan Eagle all season. <laughs> well, you have my deepest, deepest sympathies. <laughs> we've all we've all met Alan Eagle, and it's not just the opinions; it's just that he, he touches quite a lot as well. Um, and yeah. that's the thing with him. Yeah, he's, he's a very touchy feely guy. So I do sympathise with uh, with quick, quick game there. So Alan Eagle, he's a top guy. He really is. Yeah, I'm only messing, of course. Uh, obviously, uh, if you do want to get in touch today, oh two oh eight one two three four zero nine eight. Tweet at H O L Radio or 
uh, hlradio.net forward slash contact. Ben, you've got some correspondence. I do, yeah. I asked on Twitter uh, people's thoughts uh, initially on, on when Warnock was appointed, what were their what were their thoughts. And Gary T123 says he was surprised initially, but maybe a good choice after sleeping on it and listening to Steve Parrish. Um, Mike Tim says, thinking about it, Warnock has the same Premier League experience as Malcolm Mackay. Richard Harvey says, Warnock's not going to set the world alight, but under difficult circumstances, it's a sensible choice. Adrian Trangmar got in touch. He says, those who are against the appointment probably had their hopes a little too high. Stability must be the first priority. And a couple more. Boyce says he fits the club and he fits the players we have, and it's the best option out there. Welcome back, Neil. And then to finish, Timothy Green puts it very nicely. He says, he's not the Batman Gotham wants, but he's the Batman Gotham needs. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like it. Like it very much. Um, okay, that's yeah, a good selection of uh, opinions there. Again, nothing too much negative at the moment, but um, hmm. I think what should we do? getting used to the idea, Chris. Yeah. Um, Finn Eagle says, are we always signing firefighters as managers? That's a good question. Um, I think you've got to, you've got to understand that, that the immediacy of the situation. We again, we talked about it last week, but I think it's worth going into again. Um, I don't think whatever ha- whatever anyone says about the situation, I don't really think that that people, anyone expected Tony Pierce to walk out when he did um, because you'd expected either sooner or, or at least after a game. So we're, we're dumped in a situation where if you look at the fixture list, we've got to get points on the board. So it changes everything, doesn't it? You can go into something with the best of intention and I think it's clear that Steve Parrish's intentions when he went to appoint a manager were you know, let's get someone in who's actually going to stay there and build something. But when you look around at the availability, I mean, a lot of people, again, we talk about Steve Clark, who was you know, the the other standout candidate by the end of things. But, I mean, quite rightly, people do question what has Steve Clark done. I suppose he's kept, he's kept a team in the Premier League, I guess. But is there anything there that's particularly inspiring about that appointment? And, you know, is he? I, I think. I mean, some West Brom fans were saying, "Yes, he's a counter-attacking type of manager and would have done a good job." Um, and I guess, I guess I wouldn't have been upset with that appointment either. But there's an element to to what Neil Warnock did, and, and that's what I want to get into next about the positive things. And for me, I've said said this week on on Twitter and what have you that I I think back to Neil Warnock's time as manager of Palace before. Okay, it's a fair while ago now. Uh, you know, time flies and all that, but. It's some of the sort of happiest times that I can remember watching Palace. It was exciting every week. Um, and we'd just been through watching uh, Peter Taylor's Palace. And Peter Taylor's Palace just sucked the life out of it. And I just, I didn't enjoy going every week. And it it just felt like a chore. And I felt like I was obliged to go and watch Palace. And, you know, I obviously felt like people who weren't, who weren't going weren't really supporting the club through thick and thin. But they were thin times. And Neil Warnock walked in. It was a breath of fresh air. He really was. It just... Yeah, all of a sudden there's a you know there's a bit more focus on on Palace. He he takes the attention off players by just being you know the personality he is, and he made players play like that they were enjoying it because they should. You know they're in a very privileged position. They have to work hard, and especially under Neil Warnock. I'd start ask Clinton Morrison; he'll tell you. But you know it's <laughs> it it really is a totally different thing to see a manager. And and he said it himself. He has no fear. If he wants to play the youngsters, he'll play the youngsters, and they'll play. They will play without fear. You know, Klein was a huge beneficiary from Neil Warnock being in charge because Neil Warnock just chucked him in there. Thought, what the hell? You know, this untested kid. I'm, I'm impressed with him, um, and yeah, and, and he's now, now look at him, uh, Nick. Yeah, um, Lions five fifty in the chat room. Whole radio dot net slash chat. 
He'll give us what we've been missing since TP went, when it's only been a game, a voice on the sidelines. It really is a miss for the players. And I understand, I mean, if Warnock had been in charge on Saturday, um, what, a, what a rocket the team would have got at half-time, I'd imagine. You know, more of a rocket hmm. than... Um, Do you reckon they didn't? Oh, no, I think they did. I really do. I, I know what you're saying, Joe. I think, I think... They got booed off. I think Keith Millen said the phrase, we got into them at half-time, so I think we all know what that means. But it's a bit different. I know it's, it's not like we never had a duff game under Warnock, put it that, to be fair, but at the same time, you know what he's going to be like if, if you don't give everything. I think that's the point Nick was trying to make, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I agree. <clears throat> be interesting to see who he, whether he gets back to blaming the ref, though, if we do lose. That was that was the only negative thing about him. He, he, I know Gel says you don't coat the players, um, mm. <laughs> even if you get so. defeated. Um, listen, um, <laughs> um, and that was my only criticism of him was the fact that he would blame the ref when blatantly the team were crap on that particular day. Yeah, um, again, whether you think that that's a genuine opinion or something that he does to take maybe the the sort of the attention away from what happened on the pitch you know that that's another point that I'm that I really like about this whole appointment is that I still think and I don't mean this in a, in a disrespectful way because I know nothing about running a, a football club but I think our our owners are still fairly green are still fairly new to not to running a business they're very very successful people who know what they want and how to get it but they're not you know that the, the world of football is a weird place I think they'd all admit <laughs> and it's very specific to, you know, very specific to that environment. You know, it, do- it doesn't behave like any other normal environment. It's just full of... What, you think you they're know, green? Not, not, no. Do you, do you see what I mean? I'm trying to phrase it a certain way, and, and that's why I, I think... think what they're doing, they're trying to stop us getting our pants pulled down. That's what <coughs> they're trying to do. And mm. being business, that's that's what they have to do in their businesses. Yeah, they have to try and get the best thing for their business, but also now they're going to be on the receiving yeah. end of, of greed in football. They've got to try and to not get a victim of it. Agreed. And and what the point I was actually making wasn't that they're being green by appointing Neil Warnock or anything like that. I think that what I'm saying is I think that someone with the level of experience of the football world that Neil Warnock has will be a fantastic person for them to, to learn from, you know, working with him day by day. Obviously, Steve... Um, Steve, uh, Steve sort of basically has always said um, that that you know he learned a lot from working with Dougie and that sort of things, and he's probably learned an awful lot from well, each manager he's worked. Ring with. him up and ask him then. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do that right now. We'll do that. Should we do that now? We'll do, do it. it. Let's phone him. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't. I'm just waiting for Mikey to do it. Really, I just um, say it. We said it like it's an immediate thing, but. Whilst we whilst we wait for that, what a difference four days like makes. I mean, Sunday's show, good as it was, it was like listening to the Smiths back, back catalogue for five hours solid, wasn't it? After if the end listen, of it, if you listen to the Smiths, Nick, <laughs> what are we talking about? I wonder who this can be. <laughs> Do you, Chris Tarrant? <laughs> Hi, Steve. Hello. Oh, there you go. It's obviously yeah, it's Chris on the whole radio. I've got Nick, Gel, and Ben with me. So uh, the whole whole raft of us today. Um, it's currently talking Hi, about Paul. the, the, yeah, the currently you, talking Chris. about the uh, the appointment of Neil Warnock, which we're um, generally very excited and positive about. Um, well, I think we're, well where to start really. Obviously, you've given plenty of interviews already talking about your, your reasons for doing it, but um, we were just talking about the the level of experience it, that he brings that might help yourselves in, in in running the club. Is that was that a thought part of the thought process? Uh. 
No, I don't think we brought Neil in to help with you know, marketing the club or building a new stadium. I mean, we, but certainly in terms of where we are in the transfer window and yeah. all that kind of thing, you know, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's a good, um, good appointment. I'm very happy with it. And today's been a lot more, you know, positive in terms of, you know, trying to do things that affect our performance on Saturday, trying to do things that would affect our chance in the league till certainly January when the next windows are open. So, you know, we've got lots and lots of eyes in the fire. I, I don't think we're going to get anyone else now for the weekend. Mm. Um, but we've got, we, you know, we've got two or three or four we're working on. Um, Neil's got a really good idea of what he wants. And he saw the lads train today. Thought they were, you know, he loves the lads. He thinks, you know, you know that our boys' attitude is just so good. Um, so we do, you know, we need more. Yeah. Um, we're a bit light in some areas. So, um, you know, I think he was looking at a couple of left backs, um, centre midfielder, and obviously you're always looking at strikers. So, mm. um, lots going on. Phone for a dot, um, but we're we're getting there. Sounds great. Um, obviously, one one that's not been announced officially yet, but it's all over the place is the return of Wilf. That that's pretty much there, is it? Yeah, I think so. I think there was a, just a last minute few bits and bobs on uh, insurance and stuff like that, but. You know, he trained today, known contact with him, but he was at the training ground training today, so um, it's great to have him back, isn't it? You know, it's fantastic, but, yeah. you know, he's, he's one player and we need more. But um, I think he'll give everybody a lift when he's back at Fellas, you know, and Neil coming back, you know, I think it's, they're all positive things after a couple of weeks of, of, of negativity. Mm, absolutely. Okay. Oh, and uh, on on the appointment of Neil Warnock, obviously it's been a massively hectic week or so for you. Um, how long before the announcement of Warnock did you get in touch with him? Was it quite a quick sort of you know chat for for twenty four hours and get him in, or was it sort of in the pipeline for a bit longer? Yeah, I've been chatting to him for a while. I mean, I said this on the radio yesterday. You know, only only we'll ever know. Only I'll ever really know what the process was. You know, much of it that is reported as fact. He, he, he's literally fabricated. So, um, you know, like the guy yesterday saying, you know, you you were you were going to do this and you're going to do that, and then this happened. It's all stated like it's fact, and it's not. You know, um, so there was a process that, that that I went through and took a lot of counsel from a lot of people. But in the end, you've got to make a decision. You know, you can't make a decision based on a consensus. You know, that's not really what it is. And as I said before, you know, I can get. I can get, I could play the PR game all day long. You know, I could get fantastic people that would excite the fans beyond belief on the day that they were appointed. If they're no good, they're no good. You know, for us, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that they're, they're not good managers, but you know, they've got to be the right fit for us and what we are now. And we've got to accept what we are now and and, and where we are in the evolution. And people talk about going back. Well, well, sometimes you have to take a little step back to go forwards again. You know, that's. That's football, you know. You don't just improve and improve and improve and improve and improve and improve and improve. You know, you, you it just doesn't work like that. You know, we've got to be mindful of what we are and not get ahead of ourselves. Um, um, you, you, yeah, I was going to say you would, you'd have seen some of the the concerns from fans. I mean, a lot of it seems to centre around the the past, as in Neil walking out. But it seems like he really wanted to come back. He spoke on on the official site about wanting to to sort of give something back to Palace, and he, and he seemed really keen. So do you think that really people shouldn't really be worrying about what happened in the past? I certainly think people shouldn't be worrying about what happened in the past. You know, it, it, the past is past. You know, the, the club is in administration. 
the administrator took £500,000 from QPR for Neil. You know, sure, Neil got a great contract at QPR, and but, you know, he did... He, he, he certainly, I know, checked in with people, and the people at the club felt that they'd be all right, and they frankly wanted the £500,000 to keep the club going at the time. You know, he also yeah. was certainly instrumental in keeping players at the club during that period. Uh, so, you know, I think it's... It, 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 there's no, he didn't do anything wrong in that time. Uh, it was a difficult period for everybody. You know, it's not some of the circumstances that we've experienced recently. You know, where 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 people are there and then they've gone. You know, that's, yeah. it's, it's, it, it, you know, in difficult circumstances. So, you know, I think it's it's people like. Look, I understand. You know. It, it's a it's a branding thing, you know. It's it's what you tell your mates, you know. Or we're getting and we've got them. People want something sexy and new, and you know, sometimes the more unknown, exotic, and you know, foreign it is, then the, the more exciting it is because it's you know, there's no failure ever attached to it, you know. Yeah. But because definitely. there's no failure ever attached to it, then you know, it's it's, it's people only see a bright future. For me, that's slightly delusional. You know, you look at lots of instances where. People like that have come in and and not fulfilled anything like those expectations. You know, Definitely. I think if we if we can get a manager that, that knows how to manage our squad, um, knows the players, can squeeze that extra ten fifteen percent out of them sometimes, we can have some you know players that that improve us as a squad. Then you know I think that we've given ourselves every chance of doing well in the division again and brought some, some stability back to the club. You know I don't. You know, if you, if you get a manager from overseas, you know, we're not trying to find a mouse today or, you know, trying to introduce all the players, trying to get them to understand who they are, what they do. You know, and, you know, and you're somebody who knows pretty much everything about us. So, you know, we'll be looking to bring somebody else in on the coaching side as well. We're working with that with Neil now. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's positive. I, I feel much more positive today than the maelstrom that we've been <laughs> thrust into, you know, over the last two or three weeks. And the most yeah. important thing now is to win some football matches and get some points. So everybody can look forward. The boys know where they're training. The lads have been absolutely outstanding, by the way, the senior lads at the training ground. Mm. Um, you know, they've got so much passion and care for this club. I don't, I don't think other clubs have got it. I really don't. I don't think they've got it like, like, like those dads have. You know, there's... there's People talk about people caring, but you know, but 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 the senior lads in our dressing room, you know, they care about this football club, and 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 they've been incredibly supportive to me as a chairman, um, and you know, um, I think we're, you know that's our strongest asset, the, the bond between the players and, and the club, and the fans and the club are our strongest asset. So it disappoints me when I see some of the things. I know people are emotional. And, and, and they want to react, you know, they want sexy kind of things that happen at the football club. But, you know, sometimes you need solidity and reliability and, and you, you know, um, and there'll be plenty of other positive things with, with signings and, you know, stuff that complement it. And I really think we're in the, we're in the right hands. I really do. And I, I, I felt more comfortable in that today than, than, than ever. Yeah, okay. that's great. Great to hear. Yeah, last question for you, Steve. Um, it's something that a lot of people have got in, in touch with us about and it's uh, something that people feel quite strongly about uh, and that's uh, the future of, of Keith Millen. Is there any way that you can sort of, I know I know it's early days, is there any way you can shed any light on whether Keith will be staying at the club? Well, Keith's got a contract to the end of this season 
And um, he's trying, you know, the first team today. He was, he was in the meetings with, with me with Neil. I mean, Neil's got to find his feet. And I, and I know Keith wants a proper job, you know. He's, he's, he's not, but there's no plans, no conversations that, that I've had, you know. The players like Keith a lot and, you know, he, he represents continuity. So I, I don't see any reason why Keith would be going anywhere, you know. I think he's part of what we do. Um, but I don't manage a training ground. You know, the manager manages the training ground. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't make, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put his hands behind his back. You know, everybody's got to perform for the manager. You know, that's what happens at a training ground. Everyone has to perform for the manager. The staff, the players, they have to know what the manager wants and they have to deliver it. So there's no guarantees for anybody. Um, but certainly, you know, Keith, somebody we would all like to see start the club. He's, he's a great servant to the club. He's been a great man and, you know, he's a Palace fan, which is great. So, you know, he's, he's a good man to have around. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't continue. Brilliant. Listen, Steve, we're going to let you go because we're going to hash you again soon, I'm sure. But um, thank you so <laughs> much. I'd just, for... like say, I'd just like to say one other quick thing. Yeah. I, I know you're aware that Jerry left the club, Jerry Francis, today. He thought that, All right. you know, with a new man coming in, he didn't want to get in the way, even though, you know, Neil was, was really happy to keep him around. Um, and, I, and I'd just like to thank him, really. Jerry's been fantastic for me, fantastic for the football club, um, and he should certainly be well whenever he comes back. He stayed on, you know, when Tony went um, and, and helped us and helped Keith. Um, and he really, if anybody's ever got the time or the chance and the opportunity to sit down and listen to Jerry talk about football, I've certainly learned, learned a thing or two. He's a very wise man. And, um, you know, I'll certainly miss him. But, yeah. but I wish him well so I just wanted to say that because he's, he, he was great for us last year brilliant okay thank you very much Steve really appreciate it cheers guys cheers Take care. Speak to you thank you Bye yes, now. Bye. thanks thanks well, there you go. Heard it from Steve there. Jerry Francis has, has left the club, unfortunately. I think it, it might have been out earlier anyway. But, um, but yeah, obviously someone someone I'd like us to have a, have a chat to one day. So plenty in that, hopefully, for, from Steve. There obviously it wasn't a prepared interview, so we were sort of, that was all off the... What's the phrase? Off the cuff? Off the hoof? I don't know anymore. Like, Nick, you're a teacher. You're supposed to help me out. I'm on my summer holidays, sorry. Uh, fair play. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, so I think you'll probably be more aware of what was said there than us as we were sort of, uh, yeah, frantically trying to think of questions and ask at the same time and listen to the answers. So, um, yeah, hopefully that was all good for you. Um, so, can yeah. I, can I mention cool. the chat room? Because there was quite a bit going on in there yeah, while Stan was yeah. talking. Yeah. Um, just uh, the usual stuff about how many other clubs would have, a, you know, would the chairman allow them to, um, to ring them up during a sort of fan show? <laughs> and how lucky we are um and another point is the um so we're talking about man united and how they're in the the deep doodah because they haven't got this kind of continuity that we're going to get with neil warnock taking us through i move my arm along there just to show the continuity you can't see that but how <laughs> it's going to really really help us rather than get somebody doing and everything changing and spending six or seven weeks getting used to the new man playing gerald's favored three five two or whatever it's it's going to make the transition as smooth as possible i think it's not yeah. my favorite is it it's, i mean it's just you know it's internationally recognized now i'm just ahead of the time <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but this not... is, you need to trust me a little bit That's... yeah yeah you're right <laughs> okay <laughs> listen you, uh... coated <laughs> 
this one. If you did miss any of that uh, chat with Steve Parrish, Mikey has promised we'll be playing it in full at the end of the show. It's all clipped, all ready to go. So when the show ends, you'll hear that conversation in full again, and which I'm going to sit around and listen to as well. Because um, I'm, I'm sure I missed plenty um, in my panic. <clears throat> so anyway, we were we were talking about, um, and one of the things we were going to talk, talk about were the positives, and I think Steve's covered that quite nicely for us. Um, so, and, and we touched on what one last thing I wanted to talk about, the appointment of um, Neil Warnock, and, and the back backroom staff rumours. Obviously, there's rumours that um, about Millen, which we've, you know, we've got we've got the input on there, and and who, who Neil Warnock's going to bring in. I don't know if you guys saw any of the rumours today. I saw rumours of Jeff Thomas and Ian Wright today. Um, being... Ian Wright tweeted himself a photo of himself outside the ground today. I was just going to say, I thought Wright he was the, was it was well known or at least known that he was on board. Yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know if it is or it isn't. Like weirdly, I spoke to. Um, we should I, have asked him, shouldn't we? Was, we should have yeah, asked. Him, yeah, well, it doesn't matter now, does it? But I, yeah, I have to say I've, I was, I spoke to Ian Wright Saturday evening um, before the manager was announced and. He mentioned it had been in a conversation with Neil Warnock talking about Palace, and obviously at the time I had no idea that Neil Warnock was going to be appointed manager. So I didn't think anything of it at the time. It was four hundred ninety-nine to one at one point. Was it? Yeah, yeah they should have got on it then. But um, yeah, like I said, so yeah, that would be a really interesting one. Obviously, it's not like Ian Wright, someone who hasn't done any coaching work. He was at MK Dons working with Carl Robinson on a, on a fairly t- sort of part-time basis mm. as a coach there. So he's got a bit of experience there. And obviously, it'd be great to have him back around the place. Not everyone's a, a fan because of the old Arsenal badge kissing and all that sort of stuff. But anyone who's w- watched the Centenary DVD knows that he apologised profusely about doing that. And in the Jeff Thomas charity match, he ran the length of the, the pitch towards the Homestale and kissed a Palace badge you know, in front of the Homestale. So I'll, I'll let him go. Ben? Yeah, um, I just wanted to touch on, on the Jeff Thomas rumours. Obviously, you've spoken about Ian right there. Uh, Jeff Thomas tweeted this morning, London-bound, interesting day ahead. And I think all the speculation about Jeff Thomas coming in you know, to join the coaching staff is purely based on that tweet. And I don't think there's sort of any real basis behind it. Obviously, it would be great. And, and I hope that the reason that he was going to London was to, to meet with Palace and, and discuss it. But yeah, I think both the, the Ian Wright and Jeff Thomas things haven't got any sort of major backing as yet. I think it is purely based on on tweets. Another one, actually, Chris, that I have seen is Sean Derry. I'm sure you would have heard about that as well. I just wanted to yep. sort of get your thoughts on that. Um, he's done an absolutely superb job at Notts County. So for that reason alone, I can't imagine why he'd want to then become an assistant unless he, he was being seen as the natural successor to Neil Warnock. Um, if he was coming in with the specific purpose of you will take over in two years. But I think he's doing the right thing by, personally, I think he's doing the right thing by learning his trade at, at Notts County and doing a brilliant job of it as well. He's a Notts County fan too, isn't he? Uh, I believe so, yeah. He's certainly from the area, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 think, I think I've got a lot of love for Sean Derry because of what he did at the club. In, even, I thought he was decent in both his spells, really good in the second. Um, you know, a huge driving force behind us uh, surviving, and a huge driving force between for QPR going up, and and now uh, showing himself to be a very very t- promising young manager. So I wouldn't be against his appointment. I just think for him it would be a, a bit of a strange one. But if he if he if he joins, brilliant, love it. Um, yeah. So I mean, again, that that's pretty much all we've we've heard in terms of backroom staff, and t- and it's all rumours at the moment. And there. 
there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But um, certainly you, you heard from Steve Parrish that, you, that, that there's gonna, at least going to be one coming in, 100% who coming into the club. So there you go. Um, um, Chris, yeah, we've got one person in the chat room, Hansley. He's, he seems to be about the only person who's unhappy with Warnock. But okay. the rest are very, very pleased. I've, I've challenged him to call in on 0208 1234 Is that correct? That is correct. Um, well done. Um, just to um, just to give his opinion, please, because we, we we want it to be as balanced as possible on the show. Yeah, I mean, we're about to move away from Warnock, but we can always go back to it, not a problem at all. But we want to talk a bit about Wilf as well, don't we? Don't we? Yeah. He's coming home. He's coming wait, home. Wait, 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 wait. Nick's singing again. Um, let's let's put a stop to that right now. Um, <clears throat> Wilf so, is coming home. Sorry. How is that? How is that putting a stop to it? Uh, okay, so. Uh, Apparently the, the deal is on loan, isn't it, till the end of the season with a view to buying permanently at some point during the loan, I think. Um, we've seen fees mentioned of anything from two and a half million for the loan and seven and a half to buy, um, or two, two million and then eight million, all that sort of stuff. But whatever the, the value of the transfer, Wolf is home. He's tweeted himself that he's back and seems very, very happy about that. And I think it's a great environment to come, for him to come back in. But... As with any decision that's made at Palace, there are people who are uh, very happy about it as much as there are people who are down on it as well. So I want to talk about, first of all, our hopes and fears for that. Um, my own sort of view is that, that it's, I, I worry perhaps a little bit that the time he's had away from Palace is a bit of a waste um, and that how, how, what, of a, what effect that's actually had on him. But I mean, I was looking at some videos of him today. Just, just you know, as soon as I heard that he was well last night, that it was very much going to happen. It was something I just, I just went and looked, looked at what he used to do, and it was just unbelievable. Some of the things he used to do with the ball in a Palace shirt, and I've really missed that. I've really missed having. I mean, Balassi's great. I'm not not sort of knocking him down. Oh, we do have a caller actually. Um, let's see who we've got. Hello, who's hello. that? It's Danny. Danny, hello, Dan. Oh, hello, mate. All right, Danny H. Yeah, right, mate. Yeah. Hello, Danny. All right, mate. Um, cool, I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to talk. Uh, you just mentioned welfare. Um, mm. I've, I've put it on the ATL before, and nobody really answered it with any kind of level of correctness or whatever. But um, where where are we going to play him? Because when Punchin's fit, mm. you can't really drop him because of what he did last season. In my mind, you got Balassi on the other side. Where where where's he going to fit in if he's going to play two wingers? Yeah, well, personally, I, I can see him replacing Punchin, and I don't know if that means pl Punchin playing in a different position or being out of the team, but 
it's a difficult yeah. one, isn't it? I, I thought that myself. I thought I, I can't see. Let's say he was to sign in time to play for, in the Newcastle game. I don't know if he will. I yeah. imagine he would start on the bench, and it's then down to him to win his place in the back in the team. Uh, well, you know, Pike Dungeon starts on the bench. No, no, Zaha. I can imagine it's starting. Yeah, but it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it, for Newcastle because yeah. you've got Wilfrid's just signed. You've got Punchin, who I believe his bands up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's only a one-game ban, so yeah. I think that will. I, I personally think that will go a long way to see from Warnock who he's going to favour because I, I don't think Punchin will hang around if he's not going to be first choice. No, not at all. And you do worry about their previous fallout, even though supposedly that's. Um, yeah, well, it, it didn't look particularly. Um, I didn't look like Bos- Bos and Buddies when you read some of the tweets there when he called him an absolute. <laughs> <work>. <laughs> well, that, that did, <laughs> which he did. You know, yeah. on Twitter he called him a crook. Therefore, it was here in black and white. So I'm just wondering if that spells the end for punching. And if it I, does, I, mean, I think I'm, that's a. I'm not too sure about that one because I think he was coming on really well at the end of last season. Yeah, I hope not because I mean, he, yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree with that. And, and moreover, that he's he's been our. One of our few goal, genuine goal threats, isn't he? And he's won, won games on his own at times in terms of just taking a chance and shooting because not many of our players seem to want to do that at times. Yeah, I mean, we'll um, get the penalty at Tottenham, obviously. But, yeah. Sh- yeah, that never happened, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention the penalty. Has that ball yeah. come back yet? The penalty that shall never be named. Exactly. Um, no, the other thing is, of course, cool. with Wilf, love him as I do, you know, been a Palace fan all my life. He's one of the most exciting players I've ever seen at Palace. Yeah. However, the only time he's been in the Premiership is with bench foreman at Man United and bench foreman at Cardiff. That surprised me more than anything. Oh, um, yeah. That he didn't get a, a good sort of uh, run of games at Cardiff uh, and Solskjaer didn't fancy him in a team that went, you know, effectively went down. Um, and I'm just, I'm just, they obviously know more about football than us, you would think. Mm. Um, and he wasn't being picked. So I'm a bit. I don't know. I'm sort of in the middle at the minute. Do do we push punching out and let Wolf back in with open arms, regardless of the fact that he's not really exactly set the Premiership the light since he's been away, or do we just sort of stick with punching and, and, and sort of bring Wolf in gently? Yeah, you don't want to think. Go on, go sorry, on. Chris. I don't think we can drop Wolf in it straight away because he hasn't had game time no. at a top level for a while, and you, you say. At Cardiff, he was an impact sub. Look how well he played for Cardiff against Norwich when he was brought on as an impact sub. Yeah, you know, he he was mustered for them in some games. He he just needs to be cuddled, and, and Warnock's the person to do that. I think mm. Warnock loves him. Yeah, well, there's, I've got. Uh, well, we'll come. To, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. Well, I, I, would, I, I mean, I've had that said to me quite a few times today. Actually, that Warnock loves him. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. When I interviewed Wilf when he was leaving the training ground. The reporter said to him, um, have you done much work with Neil Warnock? And he sort of looked at me as if to say, who's that? And yet his exact, <laughs> exact, his exact words were, nah, not really. With his stereo <laughs> blaring out. You know, you can take the boy out of Croydon, but you can't take Croydon out of the boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, nah. But he did actually say, no. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had yeah. much feelings with him, so... Well, he was he was very young at the time, wasn't he? He was he, he was actually at a point yeah. where where they were, you know, the club were considering releasing him at uh, you know while Neil Warnock was at the club, and I think Mick yeah. Jones was was one who one who looked at Wilf and said, actually, you know what, this kid's got something a bit special, and they yeah. always used to talk about this sort of unnamed superstar in the making at Palace, and yeah. Mick Jones said not long after that that he was the guy, that was the one, you know, and and they always knew he was good, so. I mean, whether it was direct contact or not, you know, Warnock knew all about him at the time, and and certain, well, certainly does, you know, did his own work on him and then. So, 
there we well, go. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish him nothing but the best, and I hope Warnock is the man to put a, you know arm around his shoulder, give him a cuddle, and get the best out of him. Because if he does, we've got a lever player on our hands. Yeah, um, absolutely, mate. That's that's I, it, I, isn't I, it. The only the only problem I have with that is if he does play really really well, which I expect him to. I doubt if we'll get him for the seven and a half million that's been quoted once a loan's run out. That's a, oh, well, unless that's sure not really be a deal. It'll be a yeah. deal already done though. Yeah, yeah. if it's, well, if it's already agreed, we hope so. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. You're, you're right though, mate. Yeah, definitely. If if you know if we can get him firing back to the you know to what he promised to be, then you know it yeah. makes well it makes the whole thing a lot easier for us. Listen, cheers for your call, Danny. No worries, mate. Really I'll catch you later. Cheers, Dan. Go on, Nick. You got comment from the chat room? Uh, Bob says this is one of the greatest things ever to happen to our club in my 35 years of following Palace getting Wilf back and he said that Danny sounds like we've just brought Calvin Andrew back and Highbury <laughs> Eagles responded to that we've still got Sunday night or Monday night to lure the Calv back and hopefully he'll be listening to our show on Monday night then we've got it show Monday haven't we special Monday, yeah. Yeah, the you've got your cowbell ready um, yeah do you know what? I'm terrified at that show the la- last year's was it was good in the sense that it went on quite a long time and none of us died but <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I very nearly died from three and a half hours of broadcasting on transfer deadline day and then you lot taking a mick and playing cowbells in my head didn't really help know where I was afterwards for about six hours but anyway yeah we do have another show exactly like that on, on Monday <laughs> where we'll uh, be doing all sorts of crazy stuff there'll be guests there'll be uh, what else have we got? We've got guests. We've got match reviews to do with Walsall and Newcastle. Um, Live signings, oh, hopefully. Oh, apparently I'm allowed to say that we've got Barry Bannon, um, who will be on the show on Monday. Be good, wouldn't it? That's Very just reminding me of something. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, while I'm just doing the thing that I just reminded myself to do, um, let, let's talk a little bit about our own hopes and fears. Obviously, Danny jumped in there. We were talking about it. What we were talking about there in terms of the lack of game time, Ben, if, if, do you worry about that at all? Or is it because it's Wilf? doesn't even come into the equation uh yeah i do worry about it because uh, we've got a caller i'll i'll let you answer <laughs> and then i'll talk about that after go yeah go on we've got a new caller Hi, who's that hello there mate it's brad brad, hello, brad. you all right yeah not too so well ecstatic really old uh the king's back you know both kings walnut and uh and wilf really excited. <laughs> but what i wanted what i wanted to uh call about is um what do you reckon about the old formation walnut call packs i know walnut's got this old uh stereotype about him but when when he was first here you know I actually really enjoyed the stuff I mean we were people had a 4-4-2 image of him there was 4-3-3 three, three. he's always capable of mixing it up and I'd yeah. just be interested to see who you reckon we're going to bring in and uh, what style of football it's going to be and don't well, say that we're going to be opening it up to Alan <laughs> Lee who's going to edit on the Danny Butterfield because well, that's what yeah. I'm getting all day <laughs> perfect well, tactic um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Actually, I think the key thing was, I think, in the in the appointment thing um, at the time he was appointed. Steve Paris talked about playing the way that we've been playing, which is counter-attacking football. And you know, we're not gonna. We're, I don't think we're gonna change. But you're right. In the, in the, the Neil Warnock, obviously, did while he was last year. He did play around with the formation quite a lot, and was kind of the first one really to get us going with that sort of that attacking three, if you like. Which at the well, time yeah. was, was Moses, Sinclair, and, and Morrison, which were really. Yeah, Coles Clinton. Yeah, completely forgot he came back then. He went over Walnut was there. Completely forgot about that, actually. But um, what it is, though, as well, is. I mean, you'll remember quite quite well when we first had Walnut. I mean, beforehand, it was Peter Taylor, and that was. You know, well, I, well we won't talk about that. But. <laughs> 
Yeah, nah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I know a lot of people are negative about having Warnock back, but I am. I've, when I first heard it, I was so chuffed, chuffed beyond belief that we got him back because he, he's of the similar mould of Pulis, maybe not as you know renowned for being a successful manager, mm. but he is that of that similar mould. And if you just watch, watch on YouTube or so, I've been doing it. I've done it yesterday, last night, and I am. Um, I saw it. I saw him giving the others feel tambours a compete bollocking. There would be no complacency whatsoever in that team. Everybody would be fighting for their place, whether it be punch punch and wouldn't be expected to start. He'd have to he'd have to earn his place. Shamak, he'll give Gal the opportunity if he plays well enough, which is one thing I think we're all crying out for. And another thing as well with Warnock, he tends to like having that big strong target man up front in Murray and a goal scorer in Gal up front. You know, and, and that's what we that's what we need. And we've been all been shouting out for seeing Murray and Gal go, and I reckon we might we might even see that against Newcastle. Yeah, he certainly won't be afraid to mix it up, will he? But I have to say, it is a difficult one to try and accommodate all those players that you, that's, you can't think. It's of a nice play. problem to have. Yeah, I think it's a think nice so. problem to have. It is a really. I mean, you can't knock Shamak off, but you know, I mean, I, I, I've, I've always wanted to see the old diamond formation played at past the old four four two diamond. Oh, yeah. You know, I think I think Yidnek, he's like two players moulding to one in terms of his like defensive work. It's like having two defender, two defensive midfielders in the middle of the park. It, you know certain, I mean? Yeah, certainly in tackles and, and interceptions. But obviously, you, you worry about when he when he gets the, the op- well the responsibility well, of trying to make his team. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's the one. Yeah, uh, Jill, um, you're a formations expert. Before I go to you, Nick, um, what, what do you? How do you think we're going to accommodate all this? Uh, well, I'm. Really, really pleased that he said he's looking for a centre midfielder, which means I think he's looking for a ball player. We need to replace KG. Well, I think we need a, we need a ball player. I, yeah, I really, definitely. I really do think we need someone who can pass because you can see what we can, you know, someone someone who can put a, put the ball through the, the eye of a needle as such. And I think we, you know, it'd be really, really exciting. We've got Jedi to smash everything up in the middle. We just need a ball player in the middle. And a yeah, left I agree with that. But what what I also had a thought about earlier is one thing. I mean, we've got Enguadiori is a poor, poor version of it. But that player, like West Ham's example, that Coyote, uh, going a little bit out the other side, yeah. a midfielder, centre midfielder that can keep the ball, pass it all right, but can take you from A to B, middle of the park, just power for everyone. He looked good, didn't he? Yeah, he did look really good. Holes a bit. I, yes. I thought that. I actually thought that that was the army. Yeah, on same the pitch yeah. at the time. I really thought that that was the army, and I was quite surprised because I think the army shit. But, um, <laughs> I thought I thought it was the, that he was just purely the difference between us and them. I really he, do. He, he, was, he got the ball, he we couldn't was. get it off him, could we? No, couldn't. He? Powering for everyone, and, and that's what we need. That is what we need. You know, well, I mean, the rumours are the rumours are, are, um, rumors are James MacArthur, aren't they? I've just heard that he's, he's definitely gone Leicester. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. I, sure. I've just heard. I've got. I've got. I've got a friend because where I work, they send me off to work in Leicester sometimes, and uh, definitely, he's definitely off. There. I've got a big Fox fan where I work, and he's like hundred percent certain it's done, hundred percent. Oh, right. But then again, we thought the same with Corker and Sigerson, didn't we? So we true, can't really. True. Uh, yeah, Kale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did indeed. All right, listen, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for your call, mate. Really All appreciate it. Right, no worries, it. mate. Cheers, nice thanks. Bye. Thank you. Um, okay, Ben, you're going to have some tweets or something soon, surely. Then we might let Nick speak because he keeps trying. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll first of all, all right. try and give my opinion for the third time. All right, go uh, on. On if Will 
is going to be out of match practice. And I think the simple answer to that is, yeah, of course he is, because he hasn't played many games. I mean, few games at, at Cardiff, but you know, either side of that, he's he's not really played at all. Admittedly, he's, he's probably training every day and and all that, but it's, he's not going to have much match practice, and I don't think he'll walk straight into the team, and I don't think it would be right if he did walk straight into the team. And I agree with what you were saying before about punching uh, Ambalassi starting, and I think that's what will happen and, and what should happen, because yeah. Wolf does have to prove himself. He'll come on maybe after... You know, an hour, sixty-five minutes, something like that, and and he'll get a chance. And you know, but as soon as he gets on that pitch and he hears the roar from the Palace fans, and there will be a huge roar from the Palace fans, yeah. you know, at, at Newcastle away, and then at, at the home game the week after, I think it's uh, it's going to be amazing for for both Palace fans and for Wilf to you know to be sort of reunited and and get what we had a few years ago back. And you know, I for one am just so so excited to see him back in in red and blue. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. And, and Nick, you did want to make a point about the formation and how we're actually going to accommodate Wilf, and then we'll, uh, we'll go to jail. Well, I think he'll he'll change the formation during the game, but you know, at some points will be four three three with the um, with the outside midfielders actually pushing up to be um, left wing and right wing. Um, I don't know. It's it's very difficult because suddenly it's a conversation we had when we're back in the championship. Suddenly we're going to have two or three players for each position, hopefully. Well, you, I mean, which is, you've got which is to, going to be a good thing. Got to have competition for places. It's the only thing that pushes people, uh, to, you know, to stay in the team. And at the moment, you saw you saw what happened. And, and Barry Bannon did a terrific job out wide, but I still think he's a central player. And we lost Punch and, and didn't have an out and out winger to re, you know to replace him and someone who's used yeah. to playing in that position. And like I said, Bannon was probably our best player against West Ham. Terrific game. He really did have a great game, but he didn't. You know, but he, he's not an actual winger, and now all of a sudden you got Wilf and another option. Yeah, John, the program seller in the chat room, wholeradio.net slash chat, said the thing is with Wilf, you can now rotate with Belassi and Zaha can play either side, but Punch and Wilf can play wide and central, so it opens up the options a hell of a lot. And Lions five fifty, the last call, he said the the player that he was talking about, um, and Joe said passing the ball for the Island Eden, said we've already got him in Bannon. Well, yeah. Again, that's a that is a very valid point. I'd love to see Bannon starting centrally, um, but play. You know, if we we'd have to sort of adapt in term, in the in the role that we're asking for that player to play. Then obviously you've got Ledley to come back in. Um, so what do you do? Do you drop Shamak, who's been the sort of linchpin of the side and the one who makes us tick? It's a really really hard choice, but it, it's you know you've got a good man there, an experienced man, to start making those choices. Joe, well, just. Going to, on to Shamak just very quickly. He's we have got competition for that place because I think he's you know him and Murray are almost the same type of player. But I think we everyone <laughs> keeps sort of missing the point with um, with with Wilf is that he actually sees himself as a striker. Yeah, he, he, I mean you've only got to look at his movement for the goals against Brighton. You really have only got to look, he, and he is two footed. We never I never see him score many goals on his left foot, but. I, th- I think his time in Man United, where he would have been around, just even uh, even though he wasn't around the first team, I would imagine that even their youth teams are, and reserve stuff is going to be of, of huge, huge quality, and he would just have come on loads and loads. Um, but I, you know, I, I really do think that we've got a, a, a you know a double player in Wilf, where mm. we know he can play up front as well. Well, certainly, so, if, if, certainly, if Campbell or, or Gale at any point are struggling, and or, or even Murray himself, if he's playing right up top, or depending on how we play, it's just yeah. But well, got, you know I mean, just, this, sorry, I just got one one more suggestion. If we hadn't have got Wilf, and I've been talking about it with with uh, with Danny Topley for the last week or so, if we didn't get Wilf, I was hoping we was going to go for Redmond. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Red, Redmond, uh, uh, yeah, Norwich, uh, because he just terrorised her every time that geezer puts a, you know, against us, he terrorises yeah. us, and and it just reminds me of of, of when Wolf was, you know, with us the first time round. Yeah, no, absolutely. very hungry. Indeed. Um, all right, Ben, you got any tweets? Yeah, I'll I read some tweets if you. I like. didn't say that in a particularly enthusiastic. I said that in an angry way for some reason. I'm not angry. Okay, well, as long as you're sure. Yeah, uh, Nick, you've got some chat room contact. Yeah, Lee Bowman said Zaha and Balassi used to try and outdo each other, and they were frankly ridiculous to watch some games. <laughs> we hope to see this again. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, yeah, um, and Kells Bells. Uh, I've been told not to sing by John the program seller, but just for Kells Bells, you know they belong together. Um, talking about uh, Wilf and Paddy, <laughs> so I know she's a big home and away. Oh, fan. Wilf and oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. Anyway, she's ben. only got eyes for Jensen Button, hasn't she? Apparently. Please, Ben. <laughs> I did Please. have to. I was about to read them. I was literally yeah. just sort of getting my breath, and then you moved on. I didn't want to. I, I just, I just thought you were look. I basically, uh, so it's a look behind the curtain of what happens. I thought you were playing for time by just jabbering, and I could hear. Yeah, that's sounds. exactly what I was doing. Well, exactly. So I was trying <laughs> to give you. I was trying to give you a bit of grace. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm there now, so I'll read them. Uh, Gemma Day has said, you've got to remember that Wolf hasn't played and won't be completely match fit, whereas Punchin is. He will have to play for his place. Daniel Farmer says, a bit of love from the fans, a few games under his belt, and Yola on the other wing will see Wolf back to his best in no time. Mark Benici's got in touch. He says, Punchin will fight for his space. Wolf will have to work bloody hard. You can't drop a goal scorer. Um, Andrew Davies has uh, has got in touch on on the previous subject about Warnock. He says, love Warnock, love Wolf, hate lobsters. So uh, we won't go too much into that because that's a that's a bit of a point of contention over the last 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. um, ben Fleury's got in touch. He says, the squad needs discipline to strengthen and Neil is the best for telling the players off at half-time and picking the right players, in my opinion. Um, and finally, Matthew Curley has got in touch. don't know who he is. He said, <laughs> not everyone's happy about it. Mucha Buena out of the Sugar Babes and Richard Madeley are fuming by all accounts. <laughs> He's always on about Good. those two. I don't know what his problem is. Crazy. Uh, I did notice uh, Nick's put the Robert CPFC in chat and said it might be a good idea for Wilf to play in the under-21s match on Tuesday. I hope he does because we'll be covering that in commentary uh, live. Well, assuming everything goes to plan, we'll be uh, covering that live on Tuesday. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it, Ben? Yeah, thanks, Ben. Yes. (laughs) You can keep catching me off guard, sorry. I know, it's just fun. I apologise. Okay. Well, listen, we've we've covered quite quite a lot of what we wanted to talk about. Um, The... um, one of the things I did want to add was uh, about future signings. Now, clearly, um, uh, clearly that uh, Steve Parrish earlier, which we'll play for you again a bit in the, at the end of the show, mentioned that we're looking at maybe another three or four uh, on top of the signing of Wilf, which is very, very exciting. Mentioned left backs and, and a central midfielder. Um, so, yeah, I mean, certainly it looks like we're certainly being ambitious. And I think, Joe, we were, a lot of people were criticising the the board weren't they for this lack of ambition and, and perceived lack of ambition which is really harsh you think they're feeling a little bit silly now well only those that not in a no or or really are, are too ignorant to to realize that you know that our club are working behind the you know working behind the scenes and always working for the benefit of the club i mean we just have to we've been through so much we just have to not try and go down the same road as what we, you know, we've been down it too many times. And, and what we've got is the, I, I had a chat with someone the other day, you know, who I was talking to, and, yeah. and, and we were, and we were, and it basically what we were saying was 
95% of the fans are absolutely fantastic and behind the club. But it's the 5% that shout the loudest to get the most attention. And, and it's, it's that few that are really... I mean, like I said, you know, I know there's a few people, there's some well-known posters and some well-known people, people I know that, that really were surprised and and still don't want Warner. I, I was absolutely like, I was livid yesterday. And really? I've, now I've had to, yeah, I was. Yeah, I would, I would have come on here and I would have rented, but I've sat down, I've had time to think and, and mull it over and it really is a good, a really good solid signing for us. You know, and I think we all know what he can do. He's tried and tested. So, and that's the and that's the kind of thing as well. Is when you hear our chairman and he said he's, you know, he's he's seek, um, he, he's talked to other people. He's not just talked within him, you know, with with his mates. And he's obviously talked to, to to other people in football. And he's got confidence or confident confidence as such in football that he can seek advice off other people. So he wouldn't have done this. This is not a rash decision. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's everything's good for the club. We've just got to stop this plasticness and this panicking and this, and it's just continual moaning and, 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 and this um, expected success. You know, we're just yeah. a little palace in, in, a, in a league of, you know, we've, we've got multi-millionaires in a league of billionaires. Mm. That's, what, that's well, what we've got. Obviously, we're trying. You know, Steve's talked about trying to change that perception, but that's a gradual process. People have, have every right to call for more. Well, to call for ambition, but I don't think that we're failing to deliver that ambition. I don't think we have at any point under CPFC 2010's leadership failed to deliver on some ambition. We've progressed I, Chris, all the time. I was told categorically that we have thirty million quid to spend on players. Yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Probably said that after the transfer window, mate. But what I'm what I'm saying is, <laughs> you know, people are, la- are saying about a lack of ambition. Yeah. There's no lack of ambition, is there? We're not, you know, people are, we're bringing in, no matter what, whether he was with us before or not, we're bringing in an attacking winger straight away. That shows ambition. We've got the chairman, chairman's on today and said we're looking at another midfielder. We're looking at two left backs. Yeah. So we are looking. We're actively trying to seek out players. But the fact is that no one else gets that information. No one else, no other club gets that information about their, their chairman coming on and being so honest. But, yeah. and, and, that is, and that is, sometimes it drives me mad. That, you know, I wish, that, well, I wish sometimes, but I'm glad we've got that openness. But it, you know, does, he feels, it, does, he, it feels the need to have to ask yeah. or, or to explain himself because... Yeah. You know, people think he doesn't. He doesn't know what he's doing, but he's, it, it, he's been a chairman for three for four years. Listen, it's bred. A, it's bred a sense of entitlement, in my view. I think that people have been given this sort of, uh, you know, a more detailed look at the running of the football club than they ever have, uh, and some real openness about what's going on. And everything's now obviously, you know, the way things are in in social media and whatever. Everything you say gets analysed and then analysed again and then overanalyzed to the nth degree, and it then people start getting this entitlement that every time something happens, they're like, well, why haven't I been told what's happened? Why haven't I been told what's going on? Most of the, you just got to remember, it's not that long ago. You didn't know a thing that happened. You just, you just get a press conference with Simon Jordan telling you that he'd bought the ground. And about, you know, two months later, we'd find out that it wasn't quite true. And then it just all get brushed under the cup. Can you imagine if that happened today? Well, it's I know not the BBS was around. True, was it? it was just an, an, utter, an, yeah, an absolute blatant lie. Like, yeah, well, exactly. It fell apart, didn't it? The whole thing. But uh, you know, anyway, I don't want to get too deeply into that. I want to end on a positive. We're gonna we're gonna listen now to to what Steve had to say earlier, um, and he ended it 
positively by talking about feeling so much more happy with events. And I think that if you look across the, the BBS and homesdale.net and message boards there and look at Twitter, other than people seemingly being angry about who announced what and whether Sport Lobster exists or something like that, other than that, there seems to be a general uh, increase in the level of positivity and, you know, maybe, you know, even some sort of hope for the season ahead that we're actually going to have a pretty good year. Uh, and I share that, and that's that's how Steve seemed to feel at the end of the interview. So here you go. Now this is our earlier chat with Steve Parrish, and we'll see you. See you. Well, we'll speak to you at the very least on Monday. Um, we were just talking about the the level of experience it, that he brings that might help yourselves in in, in running the club. Is that was that a thought part of the thought process? Uh, no, I don't think we brought Neil in to help with. <laughs> You know, marketing the club or building a new stadium. I mean, we, but certainly in terms of where we are in the transfer window and yeah. all that kind of thing. You know, I think that um, you know it's, it's a good um, good appointment. I'm very happy with it. And today's been a lot more, you know, positive in terms of you know trying to do things that affect our performance on Saturday. Trying to do things that would affect our chance in the league till certainly January when the next windows are open. So. You know, we've got lots and lots of irons in the fire. I, I don't think we're going to get anyone else now for the weekend. Mm. Um, but we've got, we, you know, we've got two or three or four we're working on. Um, you know, he's got a really good idea of what he wants. And he saw the lads train today. Thought they were, you know, he loves the lads. He thinks, you know, you know that our boys' attitude is just so good. Um, so we do, you know, we need more. Yeah. Um, we're a bit light in some areas. So, um you know, I think he was looking at a couple of left-backs, um, centre midfielder, and obviously you're always looking at strikers, so mm. um, lots going on, phones red hot, um, but we're, we're getting there. Sounds great. Um, obviously one one that's not been announced officially yet, but it's all over the place is the return of Wilf. That, that's pretty much there, is it? Yeah, I think so. I think there was a, just a last-minute few bits and bobs on uh, insurance and stuff like that, but... You know, he trained today, known contact with him, but he was at the training ground training today, so um, it's great to have him back, isn't it? You know, it's fantastic, but, yeah. you know, he's one player and we need more. But um, I think he'll give everybody a lift when he's back at Fellas, you know, and Neil coming back, you know, I think it's they're all positive things after a couple of weeks of, of, of negativity. Mm, absolutely. Okay. Well, on on the appointment of Neil Warnock, obviously, it's been a massively hectic week or so for you. Um, how long before the announcement of Warnock did you get in touch with him? Was it quite a quick sort of, you know, chat for for twenty four hours and get him in, or was it sort of in the pipeline for a bit longer? Yeah, I've been chatting for him for a while. I mean, I said this on the radio yesterday. You know, only only we'll ever know. Only I'll ever really know what the process was. You know, much of it that is reported as fact is literally fabricated. So. Um, you know, like a guy yesterday saying, you know, you you were, you were going to do this and you are going to do that, and when this happened, it's all stated like it's fact and it's not, you know. Um, so there was a process that, that, that I went through and took a lot of counsel from a lot of people. But in the end, you've got to make a decision. You know, you can't make a decision based on a consensus. You know, that's not really what it is. And as I said before, you know, I can get, I can get, I could play the PR game all day long, you know, I could get fantastic people that would excite the fans beyond belief on the day that they were appointed. If they're no good, they're no good, you know, for us. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that they're, they're not good managers, but, you know, they've got to be the right fit for us and what we are now, and we've got to accept what we are now and, and, and where we are in the evolution. 
when people talk about going back, well, well, sometimes you have to take a little step back to go forwards again. You know, that's that's football. You know, you don't just improve and improve and improve and improve and improve and improve and improve. You know, you, you it just doesn't work like that. You know, we've got to be mindful of what we are and not get ahead of ourselves. Um, um, you, you, yeah, I was going to say, you would, you would have seen some of the the concerns from fans. I mean, a lot of it seems to centre around the, the past, as in Neil walking out. But it seems like he really wanted to come back. He spoke on, on the official site about wanting to, to sort of give something back to Palace, and he, and he seemed really keen. So do you think that really uh, people shouldn't really be worrying about what happened in the past? I certainly think people shouldn't be worrying about what happened in the past. You know, it, it, the past is past. You know, the, the club is in administration. The administrator took £500,000 from QPR for Neil. You know, sure, Neil got a great contract at QPR, and but, you know, he did... He, he certainly, I know, checked in with people, and the people at the club felt that they'd be all right, and they frankly wanted the £500,000 to keep the club going at the time. You know, he also... Yeah. Was certainly instrumental in keeping players at the club during that period. Uh, so you know, I think it's it, 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 there's, there's no he didn't do anything wrong in that time. Uh, it was a difficult period for everybody. You know, it's not some of the circumstances that we've experienced recently. You know, where 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 people are there and then they've gone. You know, that's, yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, it's in difficult circumstances. So. You know, I think it's, it's, people like, look, I understand, you know, it, it's, a, it's a branding thing, you know, it's, it's what you tell your mates, you know, or we're getting and we've got them. People want something sexy and new and, you know, sometimes the more unknown, exotic and, you know, foreign it is, then the, the more exciting it is because it's, you know, there's no failure ever attached to it, you know? Yeah, but because definitely. there's no failure ever attached to it, then, you know, it's, it's, it's people only see a bright future delusional you know you look at lots of instances where people like that have come in and and not fulfilled anything like those expectations you know Definitely. i think if we if we get a manager that, that knows how to manage our squad um knows the players can squeeze that extra 10 15 percent out of them sometimes we can have some you know players that, that improve us as a squad then you know i think that we've given ourselves every chance of doing well in the division again and it's just some stability back to the club. You know, I don't, you know, if you, if you get a manager from overseas, you know, we're not trying to find a mouse to pay or, you know, trying to introduce all the players, trying to get to understand who they are, what they do. You know, and, you know, Neil's somebody who knows pretty much everything about us. So, you know, we'll be looking to bring somebody else in on the coaching side as well. We're working with that with Neil now. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's positive. I, I feel much more positive today than the maelstrom that we've been <laughs> thrust into, you know, over the last two or three weeks. And the most yeah. important thing now is to win some football matches and get some points. So everybody can look forward. The boys know where they are at the training. The lads have been absolutely outstanding, by the way, the senior lads at the training ground. Mm. Um, you know, they've got so much passion and care for this club. I don't, I don't think other clubs have got it. I really don't. I don't think they've got it like, like, like those dads have. You know, there's... there's People talk about people caring, but you know, but 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 the senior lads in our dressing room, you know, they care about this football club, and 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 they've been incredibly supportive to me as a chairman. Um, and you know, I'm, I think that, you know that's our strongest asset: the, the bond between the players and, and the club, and the fans and the club are our strongest asset. So 
it disappoints me when I see some of the things. I know people are emotional and, and, and they want to react. You know, they want sexy kind of things happening at the football club. But, you know, sometimes you need solidity and reliability and, and you know, um, and there'll be plenty of other positive things with, with signings and, you know, stuff that complement it. And I really think we're in the, we're in the right hands. I really do. And I, I, I felt more comfortable in that today than, than, than ever. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah, that's great. Great to hear. Yeah, last question for you, Steve. Um, it's something that a lot of people have got in, in touch with us about, and it's uh, something that people feel quite strongly about, uh, and that's uh, the future of, of Keith Millen. Is there any way that you can sort of? I know, I know it's early days. Is there any way you can shed any light on whether Keith will be staying at the club? Well, Keith's got a contract till the end of this season, and um, he's trained. You know, the first team today. He was, he was in the meetings with, with me with Neil. I mean, Neil's got to find his feet, and, and I know. Keith wants a proper job, you know, he's, he's, he's not, but there's no plans, no conversations that, that I've had, you know, the players like Keith a lot and, you know, he, he represents continuity, so I, I don't see any reason why Keith would be going anywhere, you know, I think he's part of what we do, um, but I don't manage a training ground, you know, the manager manages the training ground, yeah. um, so I can't, I can't make, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put his hands behind his back, you know, everybody's got to perform for the manager. You know, that's what happens at a training ground. Everyone has to perform for the manager. The staff, the players, they have to know what the manager wants and they have to deliver it. So there's no guarantees for anybody. Um, but certainly, you know, Keith, somebody we, we would all like to see stay at the club. He's, he's a great servant to the club. He's been a great man and, you know, he's a Palace fan, which is great. So, you know, he's, he's a good man to have around. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't continue. Brilliant. Listen, Steve, we're going to let you go because we're going to hash you again soon, I'm sure. But um, thank you so <laughs> much for... Say, I'd just like to say one other quick thing. Yeah. I, I know you, you're aware that Jerry left the club very fast. Thought that, All right. You know, with a new man coming in, he didn't want to get in the way, even though, you know, Neil was, was really happy to keep him around. Um, and, I, and I'd just like to thank him, really. Jerry's been fantastic for me, fantastic for the football club, um, and he should certainly be well whenever he comes back he stayed on you know when Tony went um, and, and helped us and helped Keith um, and he really if anybody's ever got the time or the chance and the opportunity to sit down and listen to Jerry talk about football they'll certainly learn learn a thing or two he's a very wise man and um, you know I'll certainly miss him but, yeah. but I wish him well so I just wanted to say that because he's, he, he was great for us last year Brilliant. okay thank you very much Steve really appreciate it Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.